up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And this is Waking Waking Up up the Witch. Witch. We're your neighborhood witches, and each week we get together and talk about all things witchy. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we're always open to feedback on how we can do better. Now, let's go, ghouls. <laughs> Here we are. Had the hottest sex dream about my husband yesterday, oh, and I woke up so horny. He had on the hottest outfit, like, it was like, his hair was a little less curly, so it was like that sexy, wavy, wavy, like, like movie star hair. And then he was wearing this, like, I don't know, this, like, retro button-up shirt with a collar, and it was, like, long, red and orange, but it was, like, almost a tall tee, and then he had, like, a white blazer over it, I don't know. And I was like, let's... But damn, <laughs> I think you have to go shopping and find. You already outfit. googled it. <laughs> I love it. Hell the yeah. other day, I also had a dream so about cute. an outfit. I was like, "Ooh!" and I went and put it on. Not good. Oh, <laughs> that's a disappointment. I was like, "Oh, this like seems like it'd be cute," and then I said, mm, "That was not not cute." <laughs> oh, damn. Thanks, dream. <laughs> Maybe you just like have to change something up about it. Accessorize. Oh, it doesn't fit. <laughs> Oh, that would happen. Yeah, it's from my it. wedding, and I already don't fit in it. But married life, you just get comfy. I have gained twenty to thirty pounds since getting married, and I cannot shave it off. That just happens. I always hear my friend Autumn's voice in my head that says, "You're married now. Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll eat that slice of pizza. I love pizza. Well, everyone should have pizza. Mm-hmm. I've been eating, well, okay, let's get into this, because I think we're going down a road. That's why I'm like, we don't need to fucking have a topic. We're just going to talk, and wisdom is going to fall right out of our mouths. Even if there's no <laughs> wisdom, like, there's other podcasters in town that don't talk with wisdom. Fuck, no fucking joke, dude. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of men talking to microphones and just say whatever the fuck. That's like, true. we don't have to always be so wise and spiritual. <laughs> We're kind of just goofy, dumb, and funny sometimes, and I That's love true. that. I love that, too. So let's just be that today. Yeah. So welcome to Waking Up the Witch. We showed up today with no topic <laughs> besides wine. So, yeah, it's where we just released... Episode eight as mm-hmm. of tomorrow in the future, but in the past when two you're guests to in this, a row, yeah. So we and it's after Thanksgiving, and we just really realized like we need a good chill recording sesh. Um, and our wind down Wednesday happened. It was our fourth episode, so it's you know yeah. we're not we're not having any format to any of this. It's kind of when we like once a month, yeah, when we need we'll just get a together like this. Connect, goof around. And we just got new recording equipment, so we yeah. needed to have flexibility in testing it out and 
putting it together and I'm fucking happy already. I hope I hope for you listener it sounds a lot better too. Um so yeah, back to everyone deserves pizza. We both have had like Okay, it's Thanksgiving. It's holiday yeah. season. This is a season of fun and gluttony is that our word? yeah yeah straight gluttony um which can also come with like shame and yeah, guilt yeah. Uh, especially in a society that doesn't allow you to eat food if you're not fucking skinny mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with being skinny either mm-hmm. we're not sh- like we don't shame we don't any body, fucking shame. body type no. they're all beautiful um but it's hard sometimes you all get stuck in your own brains we do i think it's a very relatable human experience to have days where you're not feeling your finest your sexiest your most ideal shape weight feeling and it's totally normal and we are both kind of having that experience today i do think mine comes up like once a month so it's about like right before my cycle and i think that my cycle came early so Mm -hmm. then my body's like hella confused did you officially start like you're bleeding right now no no some weird's going on yeah are you so it's i started spotting yesterday which i spot usually like a couple days before but it's early for us but early yeah which is also weird when you told me that today i was like that's strange because we're like a week early early and we hang out all the time so of course like being in alignment with our cycles is no news to us but the past two months prior we were like dead on the fifth yeah and it's like a week early now um, I'm not full on bleeding, but I'm full on hormonal. My Same. tits hurt so bad. Yeah. I'm having cramps on and off. My body feels very bloated. I Again, did it's not get off the couch yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Am I sick? Am I mm. just burnt out? Am I yeah. hormonal? Check, check, check. <laughs> All of the above. So also, it's like. Who fucking cares? Spend a day on the couch. Yeah. What the? Who cares? Yeah. My house was clean. <laughs> That's uh, a good I make my money. My businesses ran. Like, Hell why yeah. can't I just sit on the couch and watch Below oh, Deck all day? I love a good day on the couch. Is that like uh, what kind of show is that? Someone told me reality about that show. TV. I just started it. Is it good? I think my friend That's Cheyenne right. told me about that show because I like some good old trash reality TV. Just a Waste some time and honestly, stuck in other people's stories. And I think she told me reality about that one. TV right now is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I've never watched any Real Housewives. It's the only season I've ever watched, and I highly it's recommend great. it. Okay, there is cult activity. Oh. A one woman um, is under federal investigation <gasps> to go to prison. Oh damn! And, um, That's some real good drama. People leaving Mormonism. They literally left us on, like, a cliffhanger of one of the girls with a black eye. And I'm like, what happened to Heather? <laughs> Someone please tell me. See, you need a good day to waste your time watching some bullshit. Oh, I wish I could just... I wish there was more of Salt Lake City <laughs> for me to watch. Is it a current wait. season? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it comes out every Thursday, but there was Thanksgiving. Oh. So Ooh, that might have been loud. <laughs> so they left us hanging. Below Deck is interesting because there's, like, a crew of workers on a yacht. And then every episode are different, 
like yacht guests that come mm. on and it's usually rich people getting fucking wasted and then them like taking care of them but then <laughs> on their days off they go into Greece or Croatia or whatever town and get fucking lit and then they all try to have sex with each other and it's oh really interesting because you know people in the industry all want to fuck all the of time course. so I mean we're all animals but A there's something about the service industry that like makes you mm-hmm. horny <laughs> Been there. Just like a bunch of men and women smoking cigarettes, <laughs> yeah. getting drunk, and trying to fuck. Lots of drugs, too. Oh, I'm sure these people are probably doing some drugs. Yeah, totally. Do you want to talk about what's going on with you? Oh, I'm going to switch gears. Do you want to talk more yeah. about your body? Um, Not so much my body. I think uh, I'm feeling a lot better today, honestly. Me too. Yeah. I woke up this morning, like yesterday, I felt like the fattest person in the entire world and that I was going to wake up and none of my clothes were going to fit. Guess what? They fit just fine. I'm totally fine. Everything's normal. I have a question. Did you have gluten? Some, yeah. So I, with my sister being in town, I had like full on, just like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to eat. I'm just going to live because like we have all these kids and it's just too complicated right now to do all the things. And then it's Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to eat. Yeah. And I'm so sore today. Like my, I can, my joints are, I feel so inflamed. I think you have a different body reaction. Totally. I I have this like physical reaction to it, this inflammation that happens, but I also think it really fucks with my brain. Like since having now have experimented without gluten um i think what i'm gonna do is probably eat only sourdough and then eat gluten-free otherwise if sourdough is not an option and maybe try to like make my own sourdough or like support like small like going to that mix the mix spot in ashland um because I think that is a big part of it for me because I I have the physical inflammation, but I think it makes me visually see myself more inflamed too. Well, also you have to think about if if the inflammation is so much that you're seeing it in your body, your brain is probably inflamed. So yeah. it probably affects your memory. Totally. And I'm not a fucking doctor. Totally. Don't listen no. to me. Yeah. But <laughs> what I'm like I, way more exhausted. Yeah, what I notice from like I've always toyed with my diet and my sensitivities, and then also I, like, ha- have had stress and things, Yeah, and it makes me more forgetful, it makes you more irritable, yeah. it's just, like, all of it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that's going on with me, too, and, like, part of why I was feeling the way I was yesterday and the day before, um, but I feel a lot better, like, I hurt my body hurts really bad today that I'm like, I really need to not eat all the gluten like I had this past week. Um, and I've kind of just been not really I like do. focusing on that since my anniversary. When I first when I was like, we're going out for pasta. I haven't. like You kind of. I it. think that if you put your foot down is a hard, harsh way to say it. But if you're like, hey, this is my sensitivity and I can't have that. And also holidays are at your house. This is what it is. Yeah. Like we've had stuff. I mean, my birthday party, everything was like beginning yeah, gluten free and it was fucking fire. And like it was so good. Um, We just did Thanksgiving at Allison's. Nothing had dairy in it. And it so was nice. so good. 
And so, yeah, like, and there's a lot of, I think for right now, it's such a new thing that I've approached. You in are my coming in at it, though, yeah. at an amazing time That's because, true. like, I don't know, I was standing next to some old man at the farmer's market and he's like, crazy, gluten-free cookies. And he's like, I haven't had gluten in 20 years and it wasn't like this back in the day. Aww. And he's like, you're so lucky to have this totally like, outlet. so many options now. Like, even I worked in the natural food in- industry, like, my whole adult life, basically. And even in that time, just seeing how yeah. expansive the food options are just, now it's not for any rice. restriction that you yeah. have, it's incredible. Like, when I was first vegetarian, back when I was like fucking 18, 19, I think, we had soy milk, rice milk. I think those were really our only options. Yeah. And now there's all kinds of fucking milk. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so let's pivot. We're done with we're done with the body talk. Oh, let me start from the beginning. Start from the very beginning. <laughs> it's a very good place to start. It's like the sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> No, I grew up on that shit. Okay, I didn't, but meet me in St. Louis or something. Is that a different musical? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think it's a different this musical. Is definitely in Germany and oh. Austria during the Nazi invasion. Oh. Um, so dry. I think that opening up, okay, deciding to open a business and like signing the papers October 15th or whatever, 24th, what, I don't know. It's so fucking tight. Because you can buy all your equipment on Black Friday oh, for hella hell cheap, yeah. like half price. And then if you don't open till the new year, taxes don't start till the new year. So it's like the sickest time ever. Yeah. So you get to, to write all business. that off for 2022. Yep. And then don't have any of that going into it for Yeah. The and new year. like I used a bunch of my tax money to like buy stuff, which is like. That makes sense because Perfect. it's all write-offs and yeah. I mean, like, I did still you get have... some killer deals? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my salon owner currently has decided to cut the business in half and turn the other half into like a wellness type center. So that means she's getting rid of a bunch of salon equipment. Oh, and I'm like, yo, fuck yeah. She was like, do you want the shampoo bowl? And I'm like. Yes, but also my vision for a shampoo bowl is like way different. So mm, mm-hmm. I probably would save how much is she selling it for? I don't know, but mine was like almost a thousand dollars. Those are like like my biggest expense. But I want one with like an adjustable head and a feet that kick out. Yeah, that fits every height. So, yeah, yeah, it's like people don't fit in it and. I had I've one of my old some really uncomfortable ones before that it's just like you have to, especially with the services that you're doing where, where people are going to be laying forever. there for a while. Yeah. So that would have been tight but um I'm going to yeah, return a bunch of shit and just take it from her. That's so awesome. That's yeah. so fucking awesome. Alrighty. Hell yeah. It's so weird. You it's can meant to be update things every later. day. In the last like two weeks has been like I've made the most money. <laughs> yeah, it's like been good making. job you signed it. Here's all your money now. It's all coming to also, you. Also, do you people remember like three weeks ago when I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, all well, my clients are canceling. I'm gonna mm-hmm. die and be homeless." Mm-hmm. Jk, no, you're definitely not dying. I were <laughs> succeeding. I'm your rich Greatly. auntie now, <laughs> and no, you cannot borrow money. <laughs> 
Sorry, I have to invest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, love it. How's your wine? Do you need more? No, it's great. Um, I need some more. Will you give me some more? I did wake up this morning at like 5 a.m. and I did a little workout. It's really fucking easy. And Which I one just, did you do? I'm- I bought a new app. Oh, okay. This one's called Playbook, and um, so there's a creator on Instagram that I followed for many years. Like, she has kids now that are, like, three or four years old, mm. um, but I followed her, before, like, way before that, and I love, like, she's done her fitness journey the whole time while pregnant, wow. after postpartum, and she does a lot of, like, pregnant workouts and postpartum workouts and stuff and i just really like all that too um so she it's not her app there's like thousands of instagram and different kind of creators on it so there's every single type of workout i did a meditation from this app this morning like everything and i really like it so far it's like 90 dollars for a whole year and then there's like thousands of creators i also pay for beach body so she creates certain things in there along with a bunch of other influencers yep that's cool yeah i didn't even do her workout i did somebody else's workout but it was literally like it was so basic and i just needed something to like get me to move my body and i like journaled and i was like Mm. i promise to just do something move my body yeah some way for 15 to 30 minutes a day yeah Walking, yoga, dancing, it's whatever so the fuck easy. it might be. Um, yeah, that's all. Will you tell me about the story from okay, the so guy that lives in the fucking bathroom? I brought my sister here. My family was in town this last week. My sister, her husband, and yeah. their four children. Getting Your crazy. sister knew there was the guy in the bathroom? Um, No, she didn't know. So... My sister and I, we went and did some shopping and just to like kind of give her a break from being with the family for 24 hours in a small, tiny box. Did you leave the kids at home? Yeah. Everyone stayed at home and her and I, I was like, let's just go get like stuff to cook for dinner and maybe a couple snacks. And then tomorrow we'll do like a better, you know, Thanksgiving shopping trip. But let's just get what we need for today and give you a chance to like go be you with me. So I was like, like, fuck you, kid. Yeah. Well, it was really cute. <laughs> Seriously. How do you do four? Wow. Um, Aren't so, they kind of far apart, though? No. Okay. Yeah, that's the trip. So the oldest just turned 16 this summer. The one after that is 14. The one after that is about to be 12 in like oh, a week. Oh, so they're all like two years. Yeah. And then I think the youngest is 10. Hot damn. They might. He might be 11. So we're out <laughs> shopping. And I was like, okay, do you want to see my storefront by yourself or with everybody? So she was like, I'd rather see it by myself, honestly, so I can ask the questions. <laughs> I was like, cool, great. Let's go. It's around the corner. So we stop in here and we're walking around, seeing the place, and we're getting ready to go. And we're in the front room, which is going to be the storefront room. Yeah. And she's like, what was that? The guy. Please tell me you saw that. And I was like, I started laughing. I was like, the guy. I didn't see it, but there's totally one in particular, a very strong presence here, if not multiple presences. Oh, I've chosen in this space. I know him. (laughs) Yeah. So I told her, I was like, 
Taylor Dan literally Dave. sees this guy, Jeff, that stands something. perfectly symmetrical here in this window in the space, just kind of like hanging out with like a. Uh, My eyes are about to start watering. What's it called? The like Monopoly man Mm -hmm. hat. And like she sees him. She's like, I totally saw something. I was like, yeah. I mean. In the middle of the two mm -hmm. windows. I think she saw him like here in the entryway kind of like but in that room. So coming into the healing space. So she totally like saw the presence and we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, there's totally totally spirits here and definitely one who's like hangs out in this room and always makes himself known he's only in that Mm -hmm. room he doesn't come in Mm -mm. here but Mm -mm. i know i think this space has been too (laughs) too smudged and like (laughs) too lived in well there's a lot of energy work in here but Mm -hmm. like not the same type like as soon as you walk out of this out of the Claire room. Everything's back over there for sure. Especially, I think, a lot over in Mark's side. There's a there lot going on over there. Is the guy yep. in the middle room and then something in the bathroom. Honestly, when I just went in the bathroom, it's in that fucking the corner where the thing. duct is. Mm-hmm. And when I just went pee, I was thinking, I am safe. I am protected because <laughs> I'm drinking and you don't know mm. if something latches onto you. Yeah. When you're like drinking wine. So I yeah. just peed and was like, I have a little, I have a bubble around me. Yeah. You can't touch me. Literally mm. right now. You do. So. That's exactly how you protect yourself. Yeah, but I can feel my heart racing and I'm like, <laughs> I know I'm scared. <laughs> but it's not like a dog. dog. <laughs> Smelling your fear. Scare anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Not to scare anybody that's gonna come in here and do energy work. That there's a a guy in the bathroom. So what's also interesting, speaking of this topic, my niece, the oldest, my oldest niece, she over the past maybe year or so has been having these sensitivities and these things happening and it freaks her out of course as it does for a lot of people and she's been honest with my sister about these things that have come through so mel reaches out to me and you know she's like what would you do so i kind of help guide her and give her information on things to do and let her know like i'm a you, resource what here would for you, you? Do? So first of all, like if you've listened to the episode with Julia, first things first, set your boundaries, you know, identify how you're receiving the information, how it's coming through, which means are you seeing things out of the corner of your eye? Are you hearing things? Are you feeling things? Where are you receiving the information in your body? And then identify how it makes you feel. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, then you need to set the boundary with spirits in general, letting them know that you are not okay receiving information in that way. So as a little kid, I'm sure any way you're receiving information is jarring. Too much. Yeah. So, you know, I let her know if she doesn't want. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to experience that. If it's coming through, she doesn't have to experience that and she can create that boundary. If she wants to be open, curious about it, but wants to remain safe, this is what I do, is open up the possibilities and let them know you can be here, but you can't scare me. I will not be scared. You can't scare me. You can't scare anyone that's in this house or this room or whatever. So in my business, spirits, be here, hang out. If this is where you're comfortable, I'm fine with that. And we will chat later on my business hours when I say it's okay, but you are not allowed to scare me. And it's literally just that, like speaking 
out to them, talking to them and letting them know what is acceptable for you, what you're comfortable with. And spirits have to listen. They have to. It's crazy talking to most of our guests because I think everybody has, everybody we talk to has like mentioned having that Mm -hmm. gift and whatever, but most of them, half of them have been like, I don't want it. Yeah. Because it's scary. Because I, I expected everybody to be as curious and like excited Mm -hmm. and like want to do that like I am. But, um. Yeah, the last two people we've talked to are like, nope. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I actually well, set that boundary lot. that I said no. Well, and I think, too, like, one, it's scary and it's overwhelming and it's a lot coming in and out. Uh, but I think we overcomplicate it and we think it's all or nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I believe, like, some ways I'm like, I'm okay if I see you out of the corner of my eye. I'm okay under certain circumstances, if you want to relay messages audibly to me, I'm okay with those things. And when I'm doing energy work on somebody, receiving receiving information through my body in a feeling kind of way, like having tingles or like, I don't want to feel extreme pain. That is against what I want to feel. However, if you want to indicate something to me through like a little discomfort to show me where something might be uncomfortable for someone, I'm okay with that. But because now I have a boundary with myself and with spirit and with energy to recognize, is this pain or discomfort that I'm feeling mine or is this somebody else's? And then I get the message, yes or no. And if it's a no, it disappears immediately for me. So I literally have, and this has taken me however long when I first started Reiki, uh, I want to say maybe four-ish years now. It's taken me that long to be able to control that. I never used to be able to do that. So sure, when you have no fucking clue, I don't want anything to do with that because it's scary and I don't like the way it feels or whatever. So I think a lot of people are in that place and, you know, maybe slightly curious or they know that it exists out there because they have had experiences with it, but they're just, it's scary. They're afraid of it. So not having those boundaries and not knowing how to create the boundaries. Well, in most of our guests, like... It started when they were kids. Yeah. And so they had to it's be very like, scary when you're no, 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 when you're no, a kid. No. Mm-hmm. Which is the boundary. Yeah, totally. So just understanding and knowing that you have autonomy over your body and over your gifts. Right. You get to set the boundary and it once you do, it fucking works. Like I have yet like to be shown that it doesn't work for me personally. I've yet to see it be shown that it doesn't work for anyone. I've been able to help them create a boundary with spirit. So, so I mean, I guess like, I don't want to be proven wrong, but I don't think that it's wrong. I yeah. think it's that simple is just saying this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I'm not. And you have to respect it. Okay. Thanks. Sincerely yours. I have something to say. Okay. Tell the me. The fact <laughs> like in the middle of what you're just saying. And you having these headphones on and this microphone, <laughs> I must started crying. I'm like, I have a, <laughs> I have a witch podcast with a psychic Aww. lady. <laughs> That's one of my best friends, and Aww. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> You're just like kind of hovering for a minute. 
I love you. Whoa. We have these legitimate mics. And we just look so professional. <laughs> oh, I love it. <sighs> I love that you just had that experience. I was just staring at you and I was like, I'm going to let her keep talking because I feel like people need to hear it. But all I can think is Aww. like, wow, this is amazing. I love you and I love doing this. And <sighs> you are psychic as fuck, too. Like, you blow my mind all the time when you say shit. Yeah, I don't get it yet. It's I don't get it. When I say shit, I I don't know. You're fucking putting it, putting a mirror to my face right now. And I'm like, oh, I think I just said some shit. Well, obviously, like every <laughs> guest that we have, I learn more about myself, right? Totally. And like Holly talking about reading palms, but being right mm-hmm. and just making shit up. Like, mm-hmm. That, oh, that just gave me chills. That's, that's like an extra validation. Like, right? Exactly. But then it's like, there are some people out there that just make shit up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you as like a healer or a medium or a psychic or something like, how do you decipher whether you're just making shit up or not? Because like, maybe those people think that they're just yeah. channeling like, yeah. Do you know? So, one of the first things that Like, was, if everybody's psychic, and then these people are just channeling, and they're mm-hmm. wrong. So, that yeah, that is a tricky and interesting question, because I have, like, a lot of thoughts coming through my mind right now. Um, one of the first things I was taught in developing my intuition, which, re- like, getting permission to develop my intuition came when I started my Reiki journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been intuitive. I just knew not. I didn't know what to do with it. Even growing up with a witch for a mom who's now Catholic. I mean, like, I know things. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just thought everybody <laughs> like, knows things. I, w- I wasn't really super nurtured uh, in, in learning. Like, it was just kind of like, yeah, go for it. You're doing it. Uh, but then le- one of the things my Reiki teacher taught me was that the information that's coming through to you is important and it's coming through for a reason and it's not yours to judge. So right. the information is So like what about these people that like they go to a murder scene mm-hmm. and they're just like sprouting off all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe something means something, but that's Well, so the other thing that she taught me is like the person who you're sharing this knowledge with, this information that's coming through it may not make sense to them uh, right away, but most of the times later on mm-hmm. something clicks and they may not remember and you may never know, but just, and, and I, be- I believe too that every single human being on this earth has psychic abilities. We yeah. are born sensitive people. We are born with infinite universal knowledge and we're taught throughout our lifetimes to shut it down that we're making stuff up so our whole lives especially those who are sensitive and remain sensitive and grow into their sensitivity we're so confused we (laughs) judge ourselves so much because we have been taught that we're having make-believe all the time and then that's really what you need to lean into when you are channeling messages and 
And sometimes people are wrong and that is okay too because you're not going to know everything. But also like your strengths maybe in one area and not in another. Well, and that's why I've said before, like I'm, when I'm, I struggled with claiming to be a psychic. I still struggle with claiming to be a psychic because it's a very big word. It's a big word. And in our society, in our world, psychic comes with a lot of baggage. One, it's like, okay, you're cuckoo. But the big thing is when people hear that you're psychic, then you are then are expected to perform. Yeah. You're expected to know every single fucking thing and have all the lotto, lotto numbers and yeah. to be able to tell them what just happened, what they did and what they ate for <laughs> breakfast that day. <laughs> and that is just not what being a psychic is. However, be. exactly. I do believe there are some people who have those abilities to be able to do that. And so psychic is so much more broad than what we've been taught. Yeah. And so for me, being psychic, <laughs> I'm fucking playing make-believe. Like that's literally, like that is like what I'm doing is, and I'm just, I'm removing the bullshit. I'm removing the ego. I'm removing the walls. I'm opening myself up and asking for my guides to come through to use me as a channel with the person I'm working with to just bring in whatever is meant for them right now for their highest good and the highest good for all. And that is what I'm doing. I'm just releasing any expectation for myself and help trying to help Judgment. the receiver to do the same so that we can just be in this open space to allow for this information to come through and to be received. And I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I was so insecure when I first started doing it. And I was like, how long have you been doing it? <laughs> like a year and a half. Yeah. Like truly. Like I, like you said, okay. Yeah. Like that was when I was like, okay, I'm accepting this and I'm working with this information. However, like I was doing this way before. I just didn't know I was doing it, but like literally feeling like I had some actual guidance and something to work with. It's been like a year and a half and which is a really short, it's a short amount of time, which is crazy to think back on too, to be like, okay, girl, you're fine. You're like, well, cause you me, expect was, yourself to be like, Vroom. what's crazy <laughs> is I met you in February, mm-hmm. which means, or January. I think February. February. Yeah. Which means that that had only been like six months. Yeah. And you were like, I'm a psychic medium. I was and practicing then, in the real world, telling people who I was and trying like, not to never, get rejected. <laughs> I might never see this girl again. I'm just yeah. going to say it. And then I was like, oh, I want to be friends with her. <laughs> I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, everybody always tells me I'm psychic. Maybe she can help me figure it out. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I didn't actually think you were going to help me figure it out. <laughs> See what happens when you just like release the judgment of yourself and release the ego and just allow yourself to fucking be who you know true in well, your heart. I who also you are. think that there's like um, a stigma in my mind that anybody in the spiritual community doesn't like to drink wine or like <laughs> do the things that I do. So that's why I was like, so what do you like to do for fun? Cheers. I need more. <laughs>
And like, not that I have to drink. Honestly, I'm enjoying not drinking more. Mm -hmm. For me, as somebody with like social anxiety, going to a winery is like, it's so fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. out here. And like the wine is so good Mm -hmm. and just like break down some walls and barriers. Like, also, I'm trying to learn what people do not doing. (laughs) I don't. I don't really want to go on a hike with a stranger. Like, that's not how I want to get to know you. I don't want to be sweating my ass off. Like, <laughs> hey, so, where'd you go? <laughs> okay, cool. R.I.P. funny. I think uh, me and Melissa's, like, one of our first hangouts outside of that first date when we all three met up uh, was a hike. <laughs> was which is fine yeah but that was date two that was friend date two yeah exactly. and it was like and i, I like so to hike there's to no- have someone to hike with, yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> it's kicking my ass so where did you grow up from well even just like ramble but even just me telling a couple of my friends like after we did our channeling session and like talking to friends about that they're like mm. I had a couple of people be like, oh, like, I'm really interested in that. Like, I really want to do that. And it's just like, yeah, we all have this within us. I honestly think my sister listens to this podcast. But, like, I think I come from a family of powerful witches. And I think that she has it in her, too. Mm -hmm. And that it's just this, like, untapped, insane Mm -hmm. thing. And. She, both of our sisters went to school to do massage. Mm-hmm. Does your sister massage? No, she doesn't anymore. Her arthritis is just way too bad, but she is a phlebotomist right now oh, yeah. and about to go to school this year to become like a, some cool doctor scientist lady nice. looking through. I'm sorry, sister. I don't know what it is, but it's so cool. You're going to be a doctor scientist looking through the microscopes and... <laughs> Doing cool shit. Lab lady. (laughs) Well, it's crazy to think, like, so my sister went to massage school when I was, like, in cosmetology school, and, like, it was called the Healing Arts Center. Mm -hmm. So my Mm -hmm. little sister was doing, like, healing work and energy work Mm -hmm. way before I ever was, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, she said she didn't keep doing it because like the things she was going through in her life were so fucked up that like mm. she didn't feel like like the, it you're was literally putting that energy onto other people. Well, yeah, like you're like, touching people and you're yeah. also soaking up whatever yeah. they're there to release too. It's and she's a lot. Just like, it was just too much, and like my living situation was crazy. With Aww. like honestly, a lot of massage therapists we live in chaotic lives. Yeah, same with hairdressers, and it's just like you're putting all of that juju into your people, and they feel it. They totally, know. totally. I think that's. I mean, if you are a provider of some sort, like a service touching provider, people. yeah. If you were touching people, it is most important for you to have self care practices and grounding practices more than anybody else, because you one are touching other people and 
through touch, it is such a quick and easy transfer of energy to people. So you are literally like putting in your energy to people. So if you're a cook too, like if you are playing with people's food and serving food to them, like it is so important <laughs> to have like, like I think about this when I'm cooking breakfast or something There's and I'm like so pissed many off about chefs. fucking dishes and I'm all like chefs cooking eggs and I'm pissed off about dishes and I'm like, <laughs> But a lot, but a lot are, of yeah, like, are like, are, they're cussing out their weight like, Literally, <laughs> anyone you do, your energy, no matter what kind of service you provide, your energy is seeping into your work and people will feel it and we receive it and it's, it can be dangerous. <laughs> and then also, yeah. secondly, if you are a service provider and you're touching people, you're also receiving other people's energy. So mm -hmm. it's super important to have these grounding practices and these self-care practices to protect your energy and release the energy after being with people. One thing I do immediately when I'm like working with someone is I always say in my head or out loud, I say out loud with people I'm close with, but it, you know, if it's, a, if it's a stranger, if it's a stranger client, then I'd say in my head, like what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine. I do like when you say that. And it's just like, our energy connection is complete here, and I don't want to take any like of your shit. You disconnect our energy. <laughs> I mean, our energies are always connected. No, I fucking keep it all. <laughs> but I don't want to carry around your bullshit either, and no. you don't want to carry around my bullshit. So, like, we can share and be friends with each other and help support each other with our bullshit, but we don't have to carry it. Yes, I understand. Because then we're both just, just idiots kidding. caring. And being codependent. <laughs> I love you. I will rub your back while you carry your bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm not going to carry it for you. I, I got my own heavy bags to carry. <laughs> I don't have that much bullshit anymore. <laughs> I know, because you're good at healing yourself. It's been so fast and crazy pants. I feel like that's very Scorpio energy, too, just to be like... Elevator up. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, what yeah. else? I think, like, it felt like just being away from each other for a week felt like a fucking month. It felt and so fucking long. It's like, I feel like I was making all this, like, forward progression. And then you get into the routine of holidays and family mm -hmm. and all these things and you kind of fall into like old habits and then mm. you get feeling weird and like I feel like I'd lost a lot of like practices that I'd been doing weekly yeah. and like got all weird and we were supposed to record yesterday but mm -hmm. I like couldn't get out of bed and that's the first time for, for me yeah in nine weeks that that's happened which yeah. is huge because totally. like Mondays have been a day for me that like I will hide away from the world and like be reclusive and sometimes get a lot done and sometimes not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, I, this it's making me realize how important this has been for like my mental health and my spiritual totally. growth and like all of that. And I'm just super grateful for it. And like, yeah, I don't me know. I, did, I, I felt maybe not lost. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel lost, but I felt the absence of what it. we're doing yeah definitely i totally agree and i was in like a whole different place yesterday too so when you're like i'm not feeling well i'm like that's my sign that i also need a day to just like do self-care which literally 
I think last time or the time before we were talking about that and like how I literally haven't done like shit for myself in a while and really fell out of practices and fell out of self-care and, you know, everything just kind of felt like go, go, go. And it wasn't even the holidays yet. It was just like all the shit was happening. And yesterday gave me that opportunity to take time for myself and get back to my journaling practice and get back to like other things that are important. So you talked to me, you weren't feeling great. I was feeling like in my feelings. I was having uh, a weird day, just like having these resurfaced. Also like yesterday and today's energy has been so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, is it Mercury time? I don't know. Like, Everybody at work Danielle felt tell so us. fucking chaotic. <laughs> and, like the vibe was so weird. Uh, no, not till January. There's like literally something. Danielle, it's what's happening in the stars? Please tell us. <laughs> Something's got to be going on right now. Um, yeah, I just I was having these triggers. It was the night before last night when it happened, but. I haven't had issues in a long time with this, but this old pain from my old friendship was coming up and I was having these like old feelings resurface and like, you know, we've talked with our own stories and stories of a lot of our guests, like a lot of your like spiritual torpedo comes from heartbreak, uh, whether it's a you know, romantic relationship or friendship or family experience, whatever. There's always like this big like earthquake that happens in your life that kind of shakes you. And then you're left with like, who am I now? What am I doing now? And for me, it was this relationship with my friend who I've been friends with for 17 years and just got ghosted one day. It's crazy. And also like really fucked up. Like, grow up i don't know like i'm glad that that happened i'm sorry to say i'm glad that that happened to you but also like as a human being as uncomfortable as communication Mm -hmm. is and can be it's so important even if you want to break up with somebody yeah you need to give them closure and let them know why like that's not well, and honestly, like a lot she of knows problems, why, but you don't know yeah. why. I have like inklings, but they're not like I wouldn't. You end. don't know her story. Exactly. Like, you don't know I know why. my side of the story. I own up to my shit that like perpetuated the situation. But like, honestly, in a lot of situations, if you just decide to not communicate, you're really creating a much larger disaster that like. Probably well, isn't even necessary. The person at all. on the other side is always going to make up the other yeah, half of all the I can story. Do is assume, and so, and that's typically not what's true. Mm-hmm. It's what's true to them, mm-hmm. but it's not what's it's true. How I can perceive, and things. so it's like ghosting somebody or not answering someone just leaves so much room for interpretation that may not be what you want it to be yeah. or whatever. I just. That's one been one of the biggest issues. I don't think I've dealt with it in a long time because mm-hmm. I've made my circle really small of people. Mm-hmm. But like, I used to panic when people didn't answer oh, because yeah. I just was like make up all these fucking stories in my yeah. head because I was fucking traumatized. And yeah. it's like, how? But ghosted by a friend of seventeen years yeah. is the most. 
Like, you'd think that you killed, like, a family member of hers. Yeah. Or, like, ran over her dog or (laughs) something. Like, those are the only (laughs) two situations, I think. Or, like, fucked her boyfriend. Yeah. Which I fucking didn't do. So, those are, like, the only three situations that I can imagine that were, like, harsh enough for her to just, like, block your number, never answer, never speak to you again. And, like, you reached out to her, right? And you were like, Yeah, we had a lot. What's wrong? A lot of back and forth for, like, a year almost before I was like, she's just feeding me bullshit and keeping me on the line. So it wasn't, like, a solid ghost. It was, like, a just stopped coming around. Kind of. And would make up excuses. It was, like, a little, it was a lot of excuses. A lot of excuses and a lot of, like, and then yeah, me too, and where I have this coming this. on, and so I will, and then wouldn't. Like, empty promises after empty promises. And, um, yeah, really fucked up. Like, so... It, I call it ghosting because it was like all of a sudden there was an issue that I also apologized for because I knew whatever, like I knew something was going on and I knew that. But like, also, I did, did you something. know that you did something wrong? I or mean, were you apologizing because she was uncomfortable? Both. Like I didn't do anything terrible. I just was reacting to a situation that wasn't like my finest hour, but it wasn't also like the worst fucking thing. It's not something you stop talking to somebody that you've been best friends with for 17 years i just also know has done like, so much for you emotionally and physically yeah. and financially and all of the things i just know it was like being a young woman that's like a people a people pleaser i yeah. apologize Me too. Yeah. over and over and over yeah. just to make a situation more le- comfortable more comfortable <laughs> yeah. and it's like i knew i didn't do anything wrong yeah. but i said sorry because i just wanted that person to love me or the issue to go yeah. away and like they weren't apologizing I was sorry for how i made her feel of like course. i wasn't sorry necessarily for what i did because i think it yeah. was valid and my emotions were raw and real but i was very sorry genuinely sorry for how she felt from those actions and I did want to heal the relationship and figure out what was going on and work together to fix whatever we needed to. And she was like, yeah, me too. And maybe in a little while, I just need some time, blah, blah, blah. And like literally never, I was always the one being like, okay, it's been five months. How about now? <laughs> How long ago was this? I really have totally lost track of time and I always try to think it's been like all I think four and a half years. It's been a long time. And like the first year was really brutal and it I Hey Joey <laughs> here's your mention. Joey was Joey, Joey, literally Joey. I mean, I have a lot of friends who supported me tremendously through that experience but joey was literally my like every single day person and he was still really good friends with her and he like he was just he's a libra he's such a neutral balanced person that he was able to like listen to me he also didn't talk shit about her and he didn't go off and tell her what I was saying and vice versa because she also leaned on him going through whatever it was so he knows all the secrets he knows both sides and still to this day I don't know her side because Joey and they're not friends anymore Mm. that was like 
20. So two, he, I think he's hitting his two years almost of not being friends with her. But um, yeah, even still to this day, even though they're not friends, he still doesn't tell me her side. And not that I want him to. I don't need him to do that. It's not his job to do that. Um, but he just was a really good friend to like be there for me and someone who knew us both really, really well. So anyways, I was having these emotions come up again about her and like having these triggers and just like these open wounds. And it's like a lot of work I've done over the years to heal this relationship and really find my own closure. And that's something that I think is important because as much as it's not fair that I'm not getting the closure or that these situations happen to us as humans where we don't get closure from the other person, yeah, we're still put in positions where that's not going to happen and we have to take it upon ourselves to find our own closure. And for me, I was really in the stuck place, literally stopping and waiting and like not not moving forward in my life at all, period, because I was waiting for her to call like for months and months and months and months, like waiting for the day when we would be okay again. What did the trigger yesterday make you feel like though? So it was like a lot of just like this not worthy. Yeah. So one of the things I did was like, I went in some deep like shadow work journaling, Mm. doing the why, like I'm having this feeling and I would journal it out. This is what I'm feeling. And then I'd get to a stop point and then I would write why. And then I would go, 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 go. And I (laughs) just like this girl shadow (laughs) does. But why? Yeah. It's it was so incredibly helpful. Like journaling is so important. And so one of the reasons I wanted yourself, why do I feel this way? And then you answer it and you're like, but why? But why? And you just that? go deeper. And then you say, yeah. mm, and why? I've journaled for like eight pages, I think, in my book, like for Good so job. long. And I think it's really like I wanted to talk about this one because on our podcast, we are very pro vulnerability, very real, very raw. I will say anything on this podcast as long as it doesn't hurt someone else in yes, my life. Like exactly. I'm very open. Yeah. And I'll put anything out there as long as it's not putting someone else in 100%. my life um in a vulnerable place that they don't want to be exactly in. agree like that would never be our intention to hurt somebody or make them feel uncomfortable right but we also are very real human people with real human experiences and the only way you connect with people is by being honest yeah. and like both of us in our work like we touch people, mm-hmm. we exchange energy, mm-hmm. and, like, I talk to people. I talk to, yeah, I don't know, talk four to lot. six typically women a day and, like, exchange all this. And mm-hmm. um, I used to not talk about myself to clients, but since I've been, like, my own business owner, I have opened up more, and that makes people more vulnerable, just, like, yeah. not – comparing stories and not being like oh well, i've also done this yeah, this and this yeah. but you know just like letting them know they're in a safe space or whatever yeah and i think by you opening yourself up gives the other person permission Definitely. to open up a little bit more and ultimately as humans especially when we're having experiences in the real world getting our hair done and you know doing these things like we want to see ourselves in other people and mm-hmm. we want to know that our experiences aren't 
necessarily unique completely yeah. like of course we want things to be unique but like our Same pains with this podcast yeah it's we all want, about relating yeah we want to know that we're not alone that's yeah. what i'm trying to say is like that other people experience it makes you hardships. feel safe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like not <laughs> fucking weird like in a like yeah. outcast. Yeah, one hundred percent. And when you're going through these hardships, these hard experiences, where you are left vulnerable and raw, like you feel so alone and isolated. Yeah. And so, even if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that love you, yeah. like your brain tricks you yeah. that like you're you are alone and it's just yeah. you and that's you just hyper focus yeah. on the situation and it's totally a normal human brain thing and so silly brain silly brain <laughs> so i wanted to open up about that here and talk about that well, and really, not just to share yeah. that i've had this experience but to share how did i work through that yesterday yeah, because I think, I think that's what's important because yes we all get stuck in these situations but i literally feel so much better today and it's because of the self-care day i got to have yesterday (laughs) which i'm so grateful for and so like we were saying journaling for me i know it's not a healthy way for everybody to release no i think most people but i think try it most people need to try it absolutely you need to give it a try because (gasps) i have something okay say it um jonah hill made a documentary with his therapist and put it on netflix did you watch it no but i really want to holy i have goosebumps right now holy fucking shit what a powerful beautiful Mm. incredibly intense talk about vulnerable thing like holy fuck i'm gonna have to watch it it's so intense and it's so beautiful and like everybody needs to watch it it was wow Wow, 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 wow. I think that that's amazing that he did that. And because the focus on mental health is still very new, like in recent years. It's a millennial thing. It is a millennial thing. But it's also, what's the generation after? X. No, before? No, like Z. Z. So I think it's more them and we all are just like, yeah, buddy, let's go for a ride. Or maybe maybe it's a blend. I I don't know. I mean, so you have to think like Gen X raised us and then the millennials and Gen X have raised the Gen Z. And then you also have to think about the timelines we're all being born, Mm -hmm, like the astrology mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm, I sent you. mm -hmm. Um, I think that nobody talks about Gen X. Literally nobody talks. They're like boomers, millennials, yeah, and Gen Z. So true. Everybody leaves out like my mom. They're and probably your the most uncomfortable. Like we kind of have more permission <laughs> where they really were like, we don't talk about anything. Well, my mom's like, my mom and my dad have both told me how they feel about their own mental health, but they've also explained to me that they wouldn't feel necessarily comfortable talking to like one of their friends Mm. about it they're like oh we don't Mm. talk about this but then you go to like the boomers like my grandma's generation she's like that's not a fucking thing fucking suck it up bitch (laughs) yeah exactly wow (laughs) so you fell on your face shake it off yeah so it's like they're so like it goes from fucking suck it up to like we acknowledge you to we feel you to like we're living in it basically i love that did you get that for somewhere? No, I just come out of your brain. That's so like spot on. <laughs> it's just what I, 
That's just what I think about. <laughs> this wow. week's wine pour goes to Curtis Burgess. So the openness of mental health is very new in recent years where the world around us is being more vocal about mental health issues and Do you think mental health's getting worse and not five people are talking about it? Absolutely. I mean, like, so much is going on in the world, and we're so overwhelmed, and we're so scared. Don't you think stuff's always been going on in the world? Yeah, we're just talking about it now, and we're sharing people are more stressed and overwhelmed because they are sitting, because they have access to so much information so quickly that our Mm -hmm. brains can't process Mm -hmm. it, and so we um, almost sit in, like, a analog spot because i mean we've been raised in the 24-hour news cycle like but it's worse now now it's like a 24 second (laughs) news cycle like in in one full minute you could check your instagram messages check your facebook messages check the news check Check twitter everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. like scroll through a whole tiktok you can do all of that in Mm -hmm. one minute and then you're instantly uh like that's been another thing this week, I think, too, is like I I always I want to be informed enough, but I don't want to like be sucked into the craziness of the world all the time. Like and I've tried to teeter on this balance and sometimes I have to totally pull away and sometimes I go full on like yeah, the world is burning. Um, I feel like I am usually pretty good on a balance, but literally the past two weeks so many people have died. There's been so much gun violence. Like, and I know yeah. this is always happening. And like, we just kind of were like, See, like I actually didn't. I you like took a week off. Yeah, from the craziness I haven't been the paying world. attention to that. So it's like, I didn't. I don't know why know. I was or like, it's, I mean, I know about the, the nightclub. Yeah. That, the, and I think that kind of started Colorado it for me because I was, just, when we had recorded last week, the, Q Club, Q Club, Club Q, Club Q, and Colorado Springs. The shooting had happened there, and it's another one of those like close to home things. It's an attack on the queer community. It's, I mean, like literally, you're from you just yeah. That was an hour and like some of your friends are gay men. Mm -hmm. Like that could have been anybody you knew exactly you're like, really it lucky close it to wasn't home, close but- to home close to home and this oh, i'm just so sick of it and i know a lot of people are and then it's crazy too seeing like our we just voted not too long ago and yeah i mean and you know so that had happened it's close to home yeah it's so sad i read this article about the one of the bartenders who had died and just like how he was like this super giving loving person and of like course. through of course yeah it's always of like course. the best people in our fucking world and he had like throughout the pandemic like people who lost their jobs or things were going on they were having these downfalls and he would take them grocery shopping and buy all their groceries and oh like throughout God. the entire pandemic like helping people like one of the most incredible human beings anybody would be lucky to 
have in their life and he was who he would have helped this man that shot him if he needed it like yeah if that if that man would have came to him and been like hey i don't have any money he would have been the guy to help him exactly but he didn't fucking know that because you're not speaking of that the fucking asshole who did all of this damage reading about how his dad was happy that he was um the shooter and not one of the gay men in the bar did you see that no and i was like who the the shooter his dad dad was happy that his dad his son wasn't one of the gay people that he was actually the one who was doing the shooting like what the actual fucking hell that happened no exactly and but oh god so it's breeding all kinds of fucked up shit yeah, so I don't know how we got there, but well, we we're just talking like, about being on like the news cycle, yeah, and like how you and like have divulged in it in the last week and a half, and I kind of yeah, I was like real, just like so much shit was going on. So like I, I think I was on overload already this week, just like sensitive. My period's definitely coming. My boobs hurt so bad right now. And then eating all this food is just like in my brain, in my head. And then so then this fucking old friendship decides to creep into and create this. Didn't you do your own past life regression? Yeah. So part of my like healing and like what I wanted to talk about. By the way, we haven't talked about this because it was like save it for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, in that demonic voice even for the podcast (laughs) so i came to the office yesterday and i wanted to kind of oh you did it here yeah so i came here i was and my plan Mm. was i wanted i was going to do some stuff for my shop and like i'm working on getting a lot of the new items in and stuff and then i wanted to try to set up our podcast stuff and kind of know how to work it so that we could be a little bit more ahead of the game today or whenever we would record again and i was going to just dive into all these things that needed to be done and i was like no you feel weird still you did this journaling you're feeling better but like what if you did your own past life regression this is your first time yeah so i've never done one on myself before I know that it's possible. I've always wanted to do it on myself. That's so cool. But I decided, uh, and so with this friendship, she's a person who we knew, we talked about regularly while we were friends. Like, we definitely have had past lives together. Like, Yeah, just because you had a past life with somebody doesn't mean you have to have this life with them. Or, yeah, and, and, and to like remove myself from my human for a second and to know that what we went through was part of our contract, you know? Yeah. So I, um, I decided stop worrying about all the things that need to be done because what's important is your mental health and your feelings and you're given this opportunity to be with yourself and heal this. So I lit some incense and like put on some good music and set my table right in front of the heater and I got. Did you lay on your table? I laid on my table the whole you thing. You actually gave yourself. I get. Yeah, I straight up like gave a myself. client experience. Yeah, I like life. did all the things, 
and I laid down. And I, did you talk out loud? I did some of it. I was kind of trying to figure out, like, should I do that? And, I like, would that pull me time. out of it or whatever? And so I did a little bit of both. Be both people, like. I called in my higher self and just asked her to, like, be my friend and my guide. Like, you know, when I do a past life regression with somebody, I am with them on the journey. And I let them know. I think I could do it for you. I think you could, too. I can I kind of hypnotize Kirk. I can teach you all of the things that I know about I it. I think I could teach myself. <laughs> I think I could do my own thing. I think you could, too. Hmm. Absolutely. I would love that. That would be so fun. What if, er, is this is this like a kind of thing you can play with or is it like don't play? I think I, I mean I mean Dolores Cannon made up her own thing. Why the fuck true. can't I make up my own thing? I've taught you enough to I've keep, also had it done by multiple people. Yeah. Like it's not and and the space like what ultimately matters no matter what you're doing and energy you're work guiding. you're you're protecting yourself and the client and the situation and creating like a safe bubble to do the work in number as long one as it's love and light and i'm just a guide like why couldn't mm-hmm. i facilitate okay mm-hmm. what's up you yeah do sometime? <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> anyway sorry so um so i lay down on the table i called my higher self and i talked to her and i could see her and i was really focusing on like visualizing like you myself, see like her. seeing myself which is what always she so like? hard i mean she looks like me of mm-hmm. course i saw her in this like white flowy dress and just like kind of angelic but also like sassy like kind of queeny um and i've connected with her before but i really focused on like you are my friend, you are my guide, and, like, I need to see you. Like, when I'm working with somebody, I'm like, I'm with you. You can visualize me. You look at me. You know what I look like. Why did but I just- looking at yourself and seeing yourself, like, having a twin, basically. Why did I just hear her grab your hand and say, come on, Barbie, let's go party, <laughs> and then, like, running off <laughs> into, like, a field? <laughs> that was my first CD. <laughs> Santa Claus That's brought it to I me. Imagine like you and your higher self like frolicking in. Totally. Your, I like, mean, she was life. all like, her makeup was so fucking bomb. I'm like, can you teach me? <laughs> like, she was super bedazzled that and cute. Is totally. So weird that that just came. <laughs> That's just my theme song. That's all. I'm channeling. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's so what I hear. We went forward on this path and she took me to like this hot it's spring. probably because you put me in one of those fucking barbie cars when you took me on a <gasps> that's right we did go for a cruise yeah okay mm-hmm. okay that's hilarious yeah <laughs> it's all coming back now. it's like subliminal but... that's so funny it's always a little different so i don't always know or remember exactly but we did go on a cruise mm-hmm. did we go to the beach yeah yeah we went to the beach badass cool Sorry to interrupt. So she took me to like a hot spring before we go to the Cave of Wonders. And uh, I just made that up. But you know what I mean? (laughs) You've been there. Um, So we went to like this hot spring. Is it not always a wishing well? It's For me, it's always a wishing well. Yeah. Uh, I've never called it the Cave of Wonders (laughs) until right now. (laughs) But it is. But it basically is. Um. <clears throat> so before that, she took me to uh, a hot spring where we just did like this cleansing. And so like my higher self was giving my now body Reiki and like cleansing through and moving this energy and just like 
like readjusting everything before we embarked on this experience. And that was like really beautiful. And I, I think I kind of like passed out a little bit, which is interesting because I'm like giving myself the session at the same time, but was alert enough. So it was kind of this out of body thing. You're like almost in a dream, Mm -hmm. but not, but not asleep. Mm -hmm. It was really wild. And then, so after that, like, dried up real fast, and then we walked to the wishing well, and it, I was looking at myself, and it was kind of like this, like, cloudy, murky water, like, my reflection, it was gray, like, almost like black and white screen kind of thing, like, yeah. very dimmed out, which is such a theme um, with this friendship. And I went in with the intention of, like, meeting her and healing this. So it was very particular. Like, I knew I was going to find her. Mm-hmm. And we get into my past life door of choice. And we get in there. And I see her. And I don't remember exactly what happened at first. But I just remember, like, feeling all of a sudden like I was spinning in a blender with her. Like, it was like this tornado that was going on and all the shit was going on and I couldn't like think or settle into what we needed to do. Like everything just felt very chaotic, like, like a blender, like we were in this blender. And so I was like, no bitch, we're not doing this. I'm not getting caught up in the fucking bullshit. We're not doing this. That's not why I'm here. And so I stop it and I like literally see us like being poured out of a blender with like all this weird pink, like cotton candy pink stuff around us. Then it kind of became like an alley with lots of like brick and darkness and like dumpsters and stuff. And we were like trying to have an exchange and I could feel my ego kind of getting in the way a little bit here, like having a hard time figuring out this experience and what needed to happen and so then what this is when I started speaking out loud, like talking to her. I was like, maybe if I start to talk, I can begin to have an energy exchange with her. And I think in a past life, like she was a lover of mine and she was a male lover who had so a lot of dominance over me. Why it was cut short again, mm-hmm. like because not all relationships last. Yeah, forever. I feel like it was kind of a repeat you know in a way and like her having the upper hand yeah like she was in total control of everything in my life and like I could feel like my light dimming which is a feeling that I felt a lot around her in this lifetime and but she it's so weird because we were always like trying quote quote trying to shine each other's lights you know and it just I don't think she was ever actually trying to shine mine I was really good at shining hers um literally are light (laughs) that's what I'm told (laughs) that's what came through for you and you're reading for me it's like I am a light and it's so easy to like overgive that light. And that's what I did with her. And so then what I did was envision myself like 
almost like these spheres of light coming outside of my body. Like I was a sunshine beam basically. And all this light was just like beaming out of me. And through that, I grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And she grew smaller and smaller and smaller. And so I just kind of like took back my fucking energy from her and just had this whole exchange where I was like, you took back your light. Yeah. I brought it back and then I fucking stomped her like a bug. (laughs) Sorry, girl. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, are we done here? (laughs) And so then I exited the past life and went back out and like saw my reflection again and was just like, I could see in color again. I could see the vibrancy. It was really powerful, interesting, walking myself through something like that. But I did it, and it really helped. Interesting, because I feel like the past life regressions, they're also different. So, like, there's all these different authors that talk about, like, meeting the soul in the soul place. That's, like, Mm -hmm. the big the big money making books that are out, you know, like Dolores Cannon, the many lives, many masters, the soul's journey, like all those books, but nobody like none of the big money books are talking about like where you go in your other lives. And I think that Hmm. the past life regressions. So like the one you did and the one I did with you didn't feel like actual past lives that I've, lived but like mm-hmm. the ones that live inside of me mm. i don't know how to really explain that and then like the one i did was like Celeste. a computer program in your soul you don't think so no yeah, yeah. like okay. definitely like <laughs> that's how i think of I don't it know it's even. not like walking around it well no and then like the one i did with celeste it was like two and a half hours long and like i actually went to very simple very basic past lives mm, mm-hmm. that were just like, yeah, like I was a, I was a girl in this place and I was a man in this place. And like, I did this. Oh, I did you that. like got to see all those details of, yeah, I yeah. went to like three lives mm-hmm. and they're really, some of them are beautiful. Some of them were hard. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to a past life regression with you, it was like this insane, intense, leveling up in mm, like a mm-hmm. spiritual way like mm. i don't know if i've did i talk about it on here you briefly mentioned when we talked with celeste i think about the like book yeah i don't really know yeah. what else to say besides that yeah. it was just like it wasn't me just being a girl in a house with like shitty parents and a bunch yeah. of fucking screaming kids and then like dying on a deathbed with mm-hmm. only my kids. I will say that like having my past life regression with Celeste was solidified me wanting kids with children or mm. kids with Curtis mm. because um, the only people that were there that were there with me on my deathbed and my two lives were my kids. Aww. Like, it wasn't ever my husband's. And that's when I was like, I'm going to have children. Because mm. before that, I didn't want to. And so it was, that. like, really crazy mm. to have that experience because, you know, your parents will die and your mm-hmm. 
friends will die and your husband will die and like you only maybe have your children and your kids might die and your grandkids and who knows what the climate and robots and stuff (laughs) but like um i think that's when i decided like okay i could yeah i could fuck around and have a couple kids but like the past life regressions with you are much more like like a a leveling up of the soul and not yeah. necessarily going back to relive a mundane life. And I think both of them were really intense for yeah. me and like both served purposes, but they're Very so different. different. Yeah. I always think like I've wanted to kind of relabel what my past life regression is because yeah. I think a lot of people do expect, expect that. Yeah. like who was I, what did I do and what did I learn? And I can do that, too, in a past life reading. I offer that. But my sessions, it is, like, about soul reclamation. It's about finding, like. Why don't you call it that? uh, Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, that's really ultimately what you're doing, like, almost every single time. I don't think I would call it a past life regression at all. Not to, like simplify what you're doing i just don't think they're the same thing no it's not the same it's very different it is very much like it is going into your past into your soul's memories and yeah receiving information or literally claiming downloaded a book of my whole entire like fucking who knows my like akashic records or the universal (laughs) secrets or like Mm. my whatever like what the fuck and ever since how has your life been (laughs) way different (laughs) ma'am completely different life thank you you're welcome i'm just saying that i don't call i wouldn't now that you've said that i don't think and i have i have had some like we do go into past lives and we do discover some you of that also, information, but it always ends in an energy exchange and reclaiming something. And the person that taught you went into something in your current life and mm. not a past mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it was healing a soul contract, basically. I think we need to rename it. Yeah. I think so, too. I think more people would book, a soul. Too reclamation yeah i this is something that's been nudging at me for a long time and i just haven't like sat and meditated on it enough to figure out what it is talking to a microphone (laughs) this is meditation (laughs) for sure and then it's that reminder of like oh yeah i said that thing (laughs) maybe i should do that yeah, I also think you should do a session with Celeste just to yeah, see what that's like. Because it is so different. Yeah, I definitely would love to do that with her. I want to work with everyone we've talked to. <laughs> well, yeah. One day I will. I know. I yeah. Agree. So ultimately, sharing all of this, like, self-care is so fucking important. And it comes in so many different types different forms different ways and it's so important for us to take time for ourselves to journal to sit and meditate to get out and ground and go walk and to work out and to do these things that are for ourselves and nobody else yeah we give ourselves away i also think you should give your 
yourself permission to do nothing. Yeah. At some point, and Absolutely. if you do need to stare That's self-care. mindlessly at below deck for 12 hours <laughs> and not think about yourself or your life or your, like, job, it's one day. Like, yeah. as long... It's also important. Even if you are blowing off a couple of responsibilities, like, it just... It's okay. Don't... I don't want to say don't let yourself stay in bed for like a week, but just be gentle with yourself. There's everything is fucking fake. Everything is made up. <laughs> yeah. There are real. There are no real societal standards. Nothing that you're told you have to live up to is true. Yeah. Don't ruin things in your life if you have a good thing going, but just like be gentle. Mm-hmm. it's okay to you give yourself it. a little bit of fucking grace if you're overwhelmed that just means you need it more yeah and like i know some of i know most of our listeners have like kids and they mm-hmm. just like can't do that but like if you could take an hour mm-hmm. set shower. a timer like book a fucking haircut yeah just like a detox haircut i don't even talk to you that much you just get to lay in a bowl and i give you affirmations look i'm best friends with taylor and i still got to lay in a bowl with no conversation (laughs) it was amazing yeah it's just like i don't know take even if you don't have any money and take an hour just to sit in your car and listen to this podcast go for a walk yeah is this us trickling out are we telling people nice things to do? Do we have any more? I don't think so. Do you have any more? Mm-mm. All right. I guess I guess it is that time. Yeah. Definitely go for a walk. If you want to. If you want to. <laughs> it's cold Sit out. Sit on the couch and binge a new season of a show you've been wanting to watch. Hide in your car from your kids. Go treat yourself to pastry. I was <laughs> Yeah, sometimes that's a good thing. Put your headphones in at the grocery store and just like walk yeah. around for a couple hours. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to talk to anybody to or acknowledge anybody. You just get to be in your own world and just look at things. Yeah, just be gentle. Mm-hmm. Pet a puppy. Please pet a puppy. If you don't like puppies, you don't have to. Don't listen to this podcast. I don't always like my puppy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wonton was being such a jerk the other day. It's <laughs> like, oh, I hate you right now. Yeah. Glared, puppy. <laughs> What's another good thing? Eat those Thanksgiving dessert leftovers because they're going to be gone soon. Drink some tea. Smell nature. Dance in the rain. Take a shower if you have it in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Moisturize your face. Yeah, I should probably thirsty. do that. It's real thirsty. It's winter time almost. I think that's a lot of self-care tips for you. Should we do a card pull? Um, yeah. Okay. So, before we send you on our way. How? On our way? On your way. Before we send We're you. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> before we send you on your way. We can't leave you without a card pool. Wow. <laughs> I'm sounding really hard. 
I can't we don't have to leave that happened. because it's wine. <laughs> I can't talk no more. I've had some oh, wine. Oh no. Going. I don't know. Hopefully if you're people this think this far, is funny. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Okay, this is perfect. So I'm pulling from heart and say you are drunk. <laughs> No, I don't know if that card exists. We mm. can plug it in there and we'll find out. You're like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. How'd you know? So our card today for our wind down Wednesday is worthiness and receptivity. So I feel like already this is going to be just perfect for kind of our little vulnerability conversation. You've been giving too much of your precious self and you're starting to feel the effects. When you simply do for others without asking for anything in return when you're in need, you are teaching others around you that you are simply a vending machine of favors, not flavors, advice, love, and so on. But you're missing something crucial. Even a gumball machine requires a quarter in order to serve serve up the chewy goodness. What is this book? (laughs) Now, this isn't to say that you can only do for others when you believe it will benefit you or so you can gain in return. Rather, this card is suggesting that you've forgotten that you're a gumball. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. I'm going to joke. I was like, what? What? Rather, this card is suggesting that you've forgotten that you deserve to receive good things and that you are worthy of letting blessings befall you. That mentality is a surefire way to keep good things out of reach and to keep you in constant service without replenishment. You deserve good things. And they can only come to you when you open your arms and receive them. Just feel like it's time Jack for you. From the Titanic. Receive we'll me, Jack. Oh, no. This it's is going to be so out of context. It's, no, everyone needs we to hear this. We've got to keep everything in. This, this reading that I just did. No, it's perfect. Okay, well, let me finish the last okay. sentence. <laughs> It's time for you to balance this out and make sure that you give and receive in equal measures. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really long affirmation. Okay. I'm going to read part of it. All right. Say it with me. I am worthy and deserving of all good things. I am worthy and deserving of all good things. I experience the flow of giving and receiving in perfect balance. What? (laughs) I tried to make it short. I didn't even say the full sentence. (laughs) I experience... I experience... (laughs) The flow of giving. The flow of giving. And receiving. And receiving. In perfect balance. In perfect balance. And with open arms. And with open arms. To receive blessings. To receive blessings. With ease and grace. With ease and grace. Hell yes, girl. Hell yes, girl. Thank you, witches, for listening. Don't forget to give us a follow on all the social media platforms at Waking Up the Witch. 
Email us everything, all of it, at wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. And don't forget to do something nice for yourself. Take your dog on a walk. Drink some water. Call your mom. (laughs) Brush your teeth. (laughs)